genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 55, quite possibly the greatest boob-grabbing minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkut. And I'm Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute and Independence Day Minute. Well, uh, as you heard from the opening, we've got boob grabbing and Chris is opening a beer, so you know you're in for a good week this week. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to keep it calm. <laughs> uh, I was going to apologize to Alex when I was giving him Salma Hayek minutes going, oh, I'm sorry you didn't get the minutes everybody wanted, but this isn't too bad either. <laughs> <laughs> this is all right. It's okay. I, I, I may have consulted those uh, previous minutes you're speaking of for research purposes, but, yeah. um, you know, just purely for research. Yeah. There's uh, when I was... I, when I was researching, there's somewhere on YouTube where somebody took just the scene to her and put it into, I don't know how long it is. It's like 10 minutes long. <laughs> I was like, wow. Someone uh, <laughs> someone has a problem. I'm more surprised I, someone I, didn't cut together her stripping scene from this movie with her stripping scene from, from Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> That's I, the one I, I was going to say. I'd rather see that one. Whatever other movies she's stripped in. <laughs> well, I mean, that. I think we even asked, I may have asked that question. I, I think, did I have Sean German on that week? I think I did. I may have asked the question, which stripping scene do you prefer? Do you prefer the Dogma one or the one in uh, uh, From Dust Till Dawn? Trying not to sound too creepy, but Dust Till Dawn is way better. <laughs> well, Dust Till Dawn is more like a real strip scene. That's why. it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Uh, the only issue I have for, with From Dust Till Dawn is I'm not, not a foot person, but just like the fact <laughs> no. that it it seems like this was so clearly written by Tarantino for him to, yeah, to, he's to like, like yeah listen he's to like have a hot chick sho- shove her yeah. foot in his mouth and it's like he's like uh, we, I will be in this movie <laughs> I will be in this movie but Salma Hayek has to put her foot in my mouth <laughs> right we've come uh, to that conclusion okay. we've talked about it before every movie he's in he puts some kind of foot thing in there it's but creepy. I'd much rather be in this bar <laughs> than I would rather be in that creepy ass place yeah 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 <laughs> even before <laughs> what happens happens I still wouldn't want to be in there this bar aka the world's brightest strip club Oh, yeah. You know how strip clubs are with all the lights on. Oh, uh, I don't want to completely forget. Uh, we do get two seconds of the boardroom scene. If you want to say anything about the the shaking, terrified board member that's left. <laughs> with a piece sh- of gum in her hand. I'm and sure you guys face. covered that scene ad nauseum. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it, it's a movies by minutes. Uh, you know, it's a delicacy when you get those last two seconds of the last scene where you're like, I, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, the outside, you know, like all good strip clubs, girls, girls, girls. Um, we got S topless, Coco, yeah, Athena, and Lula. Completely topless, right, Jeff? That's when they're not completely topless. It's stopless, go go. That's what that is. <laughs> well, yeah. Anything that says go go or something like that, I would assume is you know above the yeah, waist only. This. Right. So we can see on the door. Either this place is called Casey's, or the building used to be called Casey's, and they just never repainted the door. <laughs> I will say this: Either that building, pretty good. That building definitely looks like a strip club, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. just that, like a strip club in daytime, is a terrifying looking place. It's just yeah, a rundown building disgusting. with a that one matte coat of paint on it. Um, always some kind of garbage laid on the side where in the u.s is is it established where in the u.s exactly this scene is happening i know the car is broken down somewhere in the way from illinois to new jersey i don't remember 
if they I don't, established where I don't exactly know the, they are at. I don't think we get another marker of where we're at for a while. I was trying. I was trying to figure out how how desolate this is. This like a strip club in like a a bad section of Pittsburgh, or is this a strip club in like Podunk, Ohio? Yeah, and it's also those are different. Those are different. Um, those are different calibers of establishment. Well, and you're also already not in a good place when you're in a strip club in the daytime. In the daytime, that yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, that is not good. I'm, that not, is... I'm not an aficionado of strip clubs by any means, but Selma Hayek is is more attractive than what I understand oh. <laughs> the daytime stripper at yeah. a yeah. at a she not is more she is more attractive. She's more attractive than the nighttime stripper in Vegas. <laughs> like, there's uh, no day- way she's working in this place. <laughs> day- daytime strip clubs are so bad that in Philadelphia they offer a lunch buffet with it. That's how bad it is to try to get people to come in. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess the only reason that she is working there would be divine providence, right? Well, I think she just maybe she just can't go anywhere, or like she. I mean, she gives she the next this whole week she goes on about her, you know, the ins and outs of her problems. But could you imagine though if you lived in this local area and like you're like all right. My life's really bad. I'm gonna go to this rundown, awful strip club, and you walk in and yeah. Sama Hayek is in there. You're like, <laughs> wow! Like, yeah, my life was terrible, and it still is, but it's looking a lot better right now. Well, if you pick her up, you're in for a surprise. If you're lucky enough to pick her up, you're in for a surprise. If you're oh yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it, the better version of that is where it's the stripper's choice to potentially potentially perform those kinds of acts she could always just not choose to do that and the worst case is you try to force yourself on her and she has thousands of years of combat experience and break yeah that oh yeah that would be great yeah i I feel sorry for the man who puts his hand somewhere where it's not supposed to be with her because you're not gonna be using that hand anymore uh if we finally get inside it's nice to see that our boys jay and silent bob have bonded with the gang members including our old friend dwight yule did, um, um, I assume you guys covered the deleted scene here that actually led to them bonding. Yes, because it was like the longer scene of like mm-hmm. it was way more involved with all their. They're supposed to have the big fight and all this nonsense going on and, and the Fat Albert thing. Yeah, it's it's one of those like I said in Mallrats. It's a good cut. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's the sl- it leaves you with the slightly weird bit of them of. Uh, Dwight, I, I think his name was, being kind of cranky with him uh, after Jay and Bob win the strip, win the stripper, and then suddenly they're boys. But whatever, yeah, it it's enough of an ellipsis that who cares? Jeff, I, did think I we just had a pop in. Did, yeah, did we have a pop in? Is there a pop in guest? <laughs> we have a pop. Did guest. somebody order a shit monster? That? Oh god, you're in the wrong minutes, you idiot! Well, yeah, yeah. You, you showed up in the wrong minutes. Uh, for everyone who doesn't recognize his dulcet tones, that's Brian Lockhart. Yeah, Brian just happens to pop in every once in a while. He just keeps showing up on our podcast, region. uninvited yeah. as usual. I thought I had an Follows open us. invitation, all right? <laughs> I think the shit monster's later this week, or at least the start yeah. of it. <laughs> well, I was going to go use the bathroom, and it started gurgling, so I got out of here. So I figured I'd show up here. <laughs> uh, right now, we're enjoying the comedy stylings of Dwight Yule, who I will go to my grave saying is the best part of Chasing Amy. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, and it's one of those, he's so good at that movie, and he's criminally underused in the rest of Kevin's movies. I'm like, where's the rest of this guy's filmography? Instead, I get him for a minute here. Now, granted, I, I do want to go back to Salma Hayek, but like, it was nice to see Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> he's there. So, 
so Salma Hayek, as she has now gotten herself clothed, has put a bindi dot or I, I could uh, be yeah. ignorant here, showing my ignorance here and <laughs> conflating this with some other sort of forehead dot meant to go in the center of your forehead. But I'm going to keep calling it a bindi dot for lack That's what of, it looks like. of better knowledge. <laughs> but it also <laughs> looks like a jewel instead. Um, unfortunately, this is not exactly the 4K transfer I'm looking at here. So, so if I try from, to zoom and enhance, it just all blurs out on me. She be- so from what I understand from my five minutes of Googling about bindi dots, <laughs> there's usually significance <laughs> to the color of them. And, you know, like one color is meant to be worn by uh, like married women. One color might be worn by a widowed woman, things like that. And it is, I guess, depending on your particular sect of the religion and, uh, you know, how strict they are, you can do things like have one that's a little bit adorned. Or in this case, I guess this kind of looks like a rhinestone almost. Um, but she is wearing a color that I think... It, this looks close enough to red that red is usually the married woman color, which is a bit of a weird choice. I, I unless suppose. you're going with unless you're going with married to God, unless you're going with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a possibility. Or, or maybe she's, she's like, <laughs> she's just anti-religion. She's like, I'll do whatever I want. How about that? <laughs> I actually I'm just think, gonna wear. <laughs> I actually think it speaks a little tiny bit to this movie's kind of theology, which I I know she gets into in uh, I think I think it's next week's minutes. Uh, the idea that like no religion has completely gotten it right. Uh, there's a theological idea that most religions are basically. <laughs> They're not wrong, and they're not right. They're all just kind of like God is infinite, and you can't completely describe God. So if you want to call God male, if that's what makes it work for your brain, okay, sure. If you want to call God female, if that's what makes it work for your brain, sure, go ahead. If you know, if Hinduism or Buddhism or Christianity, if that's what kind of lines up the most for you, okay, go ahead. It's not. They're all sort of aspects of the whole. So it, her sort of taking on this this. Um, this uh, Hindu characteristic here. It, it doesn't not work for me, I think. I, I think they say a lot of, like, it seems like, and I think this is probably the truth, most religions probably start out with the right idea of, mm-hmm. like, hey, let's help people. Let's, it's, uh, you know, we'll you know, believe in God and we'll do this and that, and then the next thing you know, they're like, give me your money. <laughs> like, hey, how'd we get there? <laughs> Great, We're always that. at give me your money, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go to my T public site. <laughs> <laughs> you got to search the Burbs minute though; it doesn't work yeah. on the chance having Bob minute. Sorry, that was a real like, reason I, I, I was had... here. Was I was just going to hit you guys up for some, a donation? <laughs> oh, you're trying oh. to get a donation for? <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you heard of the. This was another Salma Hayek scene. That, that's why you showed up. Well, yeah. I mean, that was the real reason. I just didn't want to be so perverse about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I my. It's watching it minute by minute. I completely forgot. I kind of thought this scene might have already happened, but like she's just like, "Oh, you mean these? Uh, yeah, those. Yeah, the, the thing that like you just were up on stage for fifteen minutes, <laughs> shaking <Yeah>. around. <laughs> You'll notice when she's amused when she went into her human form, she didn't exactly go into like I'll just go into the average human body. It's like no, I think I'll go into like the most attractive person ever. <laughs> like that's the body I'll pick for myself." 
Does she even know that that's the most attractive person, or she just picked one and didn't make a difference? Well, I think she knows that she can... Well, I guess she says she can attract idiots. Oh, that's not the word she she's going to use. She, <laughs> said, <laughs> she said, got a body. So I don't know whether she chose this one or whether this one was assigned to her. Well, I mean, to be fair, oh. if you could, like, zip into anybody's body, or, like, you had the choice... This is a reasonable... This, this, yeah, this like, is reasonably high on the list. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're either going into her, or if you're me or Chris, you're probably going into Cary Grant. <laughs> we tried to go into Cary Grant. Let's not talk about that. That's I, I, we're going to we're past there. <laughs> that's like that's like two projects ago. <laughs> we can't stop. We can't stop talking about it. <laughs> I think it's it's a good job of casting that they picked someone here who is already at least a little bit of a name um, because I think. If you if this character was played by someone who was less recognizable, and I know she wasn't as recognizable in '99 as she is now, there's a there's this concept I read in a screenwriting book that basically says like if you introduce a character as like taking a shit, it's going to be really hard for the audience to not think of them as the shitting character for the rest of the time. If you introduce the character as the stripper, it's going to be it's you've got to do some work to get the audience to not think of them first and foremost as the stripper like she never strips again for the rest of the movie she's never dressed any you know more scantily than she is in this scene but yeah i I think think that they almost do the opposite yeah they almost start you with that so they can change it yeah her being kind of famous already at this point it gives you enough of an indication when she comes on on screen first and strips like okay they didn't just cast this woman to be a stripper like she's actually here to do something uh, otherwise, otherwise, yeah, you, you're for the entire rest of the movie. You're you're kind of just thinking of her as the stripper, even though I know, of course, a lot of teenage boys just think of her as the stripper in the movie. <laughs> well, because she was a stripper in two movies, so <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just like it, he almost subverts it. Uh, just like like, look, I'm gonna put this, you know, the hottest woman on earth out here, and she's stripping. And then you quickly find out that not only you find out this minute she's not technically human. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have half the uh, things you would need anyway, but then she goes on to the rest of this movie, and like you said, all this is after this five minutes, all this is completely forgotten, mm-hmm. and then she's just in her muse role, which I mean, technically yeah. could have been played by. I mean, there's no reason that she has to be a stripper here. They could have found this muse anywhere, and they could have been any sex or anything; it wouldn't have mattered. Well, I think it's div- it. Maybe it speaks to the divine providence thing that not only. Are, did they stumble upon the one strip club that's got the muse stripping in it? But the muse is stripping, which is an activity that would draw in Jay and Silent Bob to help advance the events of things. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Do you think this line would be in there? This li- up this line, she says, "The what a woman is falls in between two things: her legs." Mm-hmm. Do you think that line's still in it if he writes this today? No. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. No way. That, that speaks to. I mean, that that's an out. <laughs> that's an outdated notion of um, of gender and yeah. vis-a-vis anatomy. And I, I think he would even tell you. Yeah, that. but uh, this is one of those ones where uh, this isn't even chasing Amy level. This is this is not even. There was no curve. This was this was not just like the, the there was a minority of a minority of a minority in 1999. There would have been like we were still 1999. We're still trying to get people on board with like. You know, homosexuality and bisexuality. We're not even anywhere near <laughs> trying to talk about, you know, the intricacies of human gender. sexuality and gender at that point. Like, yeah. you know, we're trying to baby steps here. <laughs> and, like, we weren't nowhere near there yet. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think with things like this, it's always good to sort of maybe view the director's work as a whole and view whatever they've you know said outside of their work itself. And like Kevin Smith doesn't seem like the sort of guy who's going to be trying to say shitty things about trans people yeah. or saying ignorant things. He seems like he's a reasonably switched on guy and he's reasonably trying to, you know, be understanding. I, I think this line is more just a product of like 99 or yeah. whenever exactly I, I this mean, line got written. I would say this would be a product up until probably five years ago. If this was from Even 2010, now, if it was if from 2010, this wouldn't have surprised me. If this Even now, though, knowing it wouldn't have surprised me, but it, knowing Kevin wrote it, it still feels innocent to me. Like I don't feel like Kevin ever mm-hmm. had any intent. Yeah. Well, I, I, and like I said, I there would have been no other ex- unless your movie was about that in 1999. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah. would have never come across that anyway. Like, and everybody gets what she's saying. It's almost like a shorthand. The problem is, it it almost makes more sense if she's telling Jane and Bob that because they're morons. Like he, she could probably be a little bit more, you know. She doesn't need to say all this stuff. I think flipping up her skirt is plenty to, you know, convince Linda Fiorentino what's going on. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe that's the reason that she's stripping at maybe a lower end establishment than you would think for someone of her body and her her figure is she doesn't go bottomless. You know, it's like hmm. this the strip club, the, the crappy strip club in town. It's like, eh, it's the kind of strippers you'd expect. There's this one stripper. She's super hot, but you'll never see anything more than, like, tits and ass cheeks. And even then, she's got to be careful. <laughs> she's yeah. be like, wait a minute. What's her butt so weird? <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, it wasn't because she flat out showed it. Or I don't know whether it was her or a body double. Either way. I think it was her, but... Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, so Bartleby established that he at least, and I'm assuming all the angels and and other intangible non-human things, doesn't have an anus. I don't know whether that means that the butt is just like one solid cheek, or whether it's like cheeks <laughs> with a crack, but then there's no hole. <laughs> Listen, not confirmed tonight. Judging by what I saw, it looked like a normal human. Mm-hmm. Butox to me. That looked that looked <laughs> like a butt from yeah. from yeah. the research yeah. I performed. Yes. <laughs> I do like that she uh, she's like, how does she know Metatron? <laughs> like, it's one of those, like, I guess it would be the equivalent of being like, because Metatron is the voice of God, the highest, the very highest choir of angels. That'd be the equivalent of being like, I don't know, either hanging out and be like, yeah, the other day I'm hanging out with Tom Cruise. And they're like, how does, how does she know Tom Cruise? Like, how does, <laughs> or like you're hanging out with the president. Like it's, I think it's not, yeah. it's not just that. It's also the fact that Metatron is not, like readily uh, it's not theology that everyone's aware of right? yeah, it's, it's not, not like, lucifer it's not like she referenced you know saint peter on a first name basis because most catholics are going to know saint peter you know yeah. oh old Petey boy yeah. yeah it does take him a little while to explain this so they threw out the last scion here and and she she gets the look of the only way i can explain this to people of how she looks at her and she says wow it's like in the harry potter movies when people say that's harry potter and everybody's like oh mm-hmm. And the only person that doesn't understand why they're doing that is him. Mm-hmm. Right. So she doesn't understand why she's getting this reaction. <laughs> like, what? Who cares? Like, I'm just me. When she pulls her skirt up and says, I lack definition, Linda Fiorentino rolls her eyes. Like, she don't give a crap. Well, anymore. she's done with it now. She's already been. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you've had Alan Rickman show you his his uh, features down there and yell at you for 10 minutes. Right. And right away, Jay thinks they're getting a free show. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think this scene also does show a little bit of maturity on the part, ironically, a little bit of maturity on the part of Kevin Smith as a filmmaker and an editor. Because I, I think if a scene like this was in a Clerks era Kevin Smith film, it would have been a three shot with the three of these people at the table talking for however many minutes it takes them to get out the dialogue they need. But he's able to find brief bits like, you know, cutting over to the idiots, to Dwight and Jay and them, to getting, you know, Jay to interject from off screen, uh, coming up, the cutaway to the toilet, things like that, to just kind of break this up and make it into less of a stage play on screen. Yeah, no, it's like, this was like actually a filmmaking technique. Like there's, Mm -hmm. There's two shots of both sets of two people, and they're singles. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a real director and DP made this. <laughs> I mean, his DP is good. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's all Kevin. And DP here is still Dave Klein, I think, right? I mean, Dave Klein yeah. was DP for most of Kevin's early yeah, stuff. He didn't, and yeah, then... he didn't do Mall Rats, and then he's on it for a couple more, and then he starts becoming, you know, a real <laughs> he boy. starts getting real gigs and has to go off and do them. Well, I know he was DP on Red State because part of the behind the scenes on that was noting like, oh, Dave Klein's like actually a real DP and knows how to do stuff now. And so this looks like a real movie. Well, I mean, going ahead to one of our movies 17 years from now, he -hmm. couldn't do Clerks 3 because he had to do Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And he said he called Kevin and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And Kevin's like, what are you, fucking crazy? He's like, like, go do do Star Wars, man. He's like, I'm doing Clerks 3. He's like, yeah, go do Star Wars. Also, that book of Boba Fett was awesome. That first season was great. Well, I think you're in the minority on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it, but like... It was super Star Wars-y to me, anyway. I can get away with those things because they're six episodes. Like, I'm not exactly donating like huge amounts of time to them. Right. Really? I watch some of those dumbass DC shows, and they're all 20 episodes. True. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say dumbass, and, 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 and not when you're talking about The Peacemaker, because that show was awesome, too. Well, Peacemaker was awesome. <laughs> anyway, all right. So when we start talking about Peacemaker, that usually means we're done the minute. Does anybody have anything else for this minute? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Alex, you want to plug away while Chris tries to find our plugs in his paperwork? Sure. Uh, keep- Unnecessary. Oh, sound effects. You hear that? <laughs> Jesus. Sure. See what I have to work with? Sure. Speaking of things that serendipity can't make use of, I've got plugs. Um, <laughs> um, Galaxy Quest Minute and Independence Day Minute, both of those shows have completed their runs. Uh, there will be no Resurgence Minute, don't even ask. And uh, those should be on podcatchers near you. We are the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Yeah, go find us on all the podcatchers, too. You got anything else, Joe? Free show. Let me see that shit. Who's that? Free one prize.